Blog Talk Radio. So 
She may or may not pop in, but just a heads up, I might be riding solo today. But it is Black History Month. Today is June sec. I mean, you hear me, June second. It's because I was just looking up some shit about <laughs> about June, February second, twenty twenty, and the year is already starting off a little a little shaky. It seems like every year there's always something that goes down during January that have us like damn it's only and it's only January um so one of the things we're going to be talking about is last Sunday we found out the news that Kobe Bryant was uh, in a helicopter crash that took the lives of him his 13 year old daughter Gianna and seven other people and it was like a shock to the world it's still a shock people are still coping trying to cope and the memorial or homegrown service whatever you want to call it hasn't been set yet but we're going to talk about it a little more in a sec but that's one of the things we're going to be discussing today also I'm going to be talking about how Mace called out Diddy for basically, in a nutshell, he says, like, screwing over his artists. And he wants Diddy to, like, be more upfront and practice what you preach, in a sense. Because this is following a speech Diddy gave at a pre-Grammy party where he basically blasted the Grammys. And industry in general for like taking advantage of artists, not respecting hip hop. And he says he's like team artist right now. So following that, Mace was like, Hold on, like you team artist, but we had some dealings that you wasn't really team artist about. So we're gonna talk about that. Diddy has yet to respond. And it's Black History Month, like I mentioned, so we'll just go through some fun facts about history, black history. And we got the question of the day today, which is, what is the most spontaneous thing you have ever done? So 646-716-8544 is the number to call if you want to chime in on anything we'll be discussing today. Uh, and be sure to follow us. I am at I am Hollywood on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Follow our producer, Stacy at Hampton Blue Network. Let me check if we got some responses to this question of the day. Or get into I think for me I was thinking about this I was really trying to like go through my mind Like what the, what is the most spontaneous thing I've ever done I think one time I ran into An old friend An old co-worker That I used to work with On a train And I haven't seen them in like years But we ran into each other And it was just like yo Da 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 and she was telling me that um, she was on her way to some party or some event or something. I was on my way home at the time. And she was like, um, you should come, da-da-da. And normally, you know, this is the end of the day. I don't know what time it was, but it was nighttime. I'm on my way home. I can't remember where I was coming from at the time. But I legit, like, follow her to this party. I got a train, follow her to this party. And... It was a weird night, to say the least. <laughs> like, It was one of those, like, 
all right, what the hell did I get myself into? Um, but it was it was definitely like on a whim and super spontaneous. And oh, that's what it was. She had a friend that was DJing at a party, and she was going to support. So that and she said I should come or whatever. So that was like just like one of the most spontaneous things I've ever done. Just like on a whim. On my way home, normally I would make up some excuse like, you know, I'm tired, da, 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 whatever. But I just decided to go ahead, and I went. It was it was cool. It was it was weird, but it was it was it was okay. Um, I ain't die, nah. <laughs> but uh, let's get into uh, what's hot in these blogs. Once again, six four six seven one six eight five four four. Press numero uno if you want to chime in. Let's get into. Last week And uh, tragic Loss Of Kobe Bryant And like I just mentioned a few minutes ago Like a lot of people are still Just trying to like Register it And understand like Like what What a great of a loss It is Like Kobe was loved By many 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 and he retired a few years ago and he was still loved he he went on to like just be show like this prime example of like fatherhood he was not ashamed of showing that he was in love with being a dad to his girls and he you know, he was just always, you always seen him with his family, he, whether it was with his daughter at courtside at the games or his whole family, like you always see him, he was like a family man. So I know this loss is something huge for his family. If if we, as the people, feel the way we feel, you can only imagine how uh, Vanessa and his other daughters and his and sisters, his, his the rest of his family feel. So it's definitely a great, great loss. The Lakers had their first game since that on uh, Thursday, or Thursday or Friday, one or two, and they gifted everybody who attended the game Kobe Bryant T-shirt, one of the jersey T-shirts. So it either had the number eight on it or the number twenty-four. So that was uh, their way of paying homage. They had this whole like memorial type thing in the beginning of the game. They had boys to men sing. They had Usher sing. They did this whole montage video for Kobe. It felt like we was at a home going service. This this was the Staples Center's home going service for him, you could say. And and speaking of home going services, like I said, there hasn't been a mention on when it's going to take place. I know a lot of people are wondering. Anytime we have a high profile death like this and you have millions of fans who also want to pay their respects they tend to hold these memorials at public spaces like Michael Jackson Aretha Franklin Prince and more recently Nipsey Hussle just to name a few and some of these were held at I'm not sure if all of them but some, no not all of them Um, a few of them were held at the Staples Center Staples Center holds about 20,000 people Like that's A lot 
for a home going service. You got to be, you know, super prepared to be having your memorial service held at the Staples Center. And Kobe's, I always knew that it was going to be probably bigger. But just because of, it was just one of those things like, yo, what? Like nobody could believe it. I was like, this, his, his home going service is probably going to be bigger than all of the people I just named. And I might be right because there's talks, there's been rumors that they are considering holding his home going service at the LA Coliseum. This is a football stadium. Staples Center holds 20,000 people. LA Coliseum holds 80,000 people. 60 more thousand people. That That is the amount of love that they're expecting from people wanting to attend. And I think it might go down. Like I said, we haven't heard anything official about it yet on whether it's going to be there or not, but I think they have a good uh, chance of it going down there. 80,000 people. And they'll probably do like, you know, like a lottery system or not not even like a lottery system, but similar to how they did with Nipsey. I think they just like put the tickets up. They were free, but you had to um, like request them through Ticketmaster the same way you would if you were buying a ticket for Staples Center. So they probably do something similar like that. And it's going to be bittersweet because I imagine they'll probably do Kobe's and his daughters together. And it's just going to be, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. I don't know. It's probably going to take a while for this to uh, sink in from people because there's still unanswered questions. There's still a lot of like what happened officially. Like you hear all of these stories, all of these rumors, but we don't know officially what happened um i read something the other day regarding the pilot they were saying that he he received like a, a warning before the crash a warning that he was flying like too low because it was super foggy that day so from air traffic control they was telling him like like you too low and according to them uh there's audio that was released that the pilot can be heard explaining that he was still in VFR conditions, which means he felt the visibility was clear enough to fly to where they were going by sight without the help of, I guess, the air traffic control or whatever, because it was just so foggy. So maybe he felt like, let me go under the fog. I don't know. But there was other talks about like what happened right before, like he went up, uh, shot up in the air Like I don't know to try to like Maybe he realized something and was like Oh let me get up to get out of dodge Of it there were stories that The helicopter may have Clipped the mountain Like all of this is all Hearsay I don't know if we'll ever Officially know What happened because of where it took place That is not like there are like cameras around There was no black box on board so it's one of those things they're just going to have to try to piece it together the best of their abilities. But one thing is for sure, it was definitely a super unfortunate incident. 
um, that claimed the lives of all these people. And when you think about it, it wasn't just like individual people, which would be tragic in itself, but it was like families on board. It was like a whole mom, dad, daughter. Then it was Kobe and his daughter. Then it was another uh, mom and daughter, I want to say. Then it was like, you know, it was like families, like these people's, the rest of their families' lives are forever altered behind this accident. It's just like nuts. So once again, I want to send condolences from us to everybody involved in the crash, their families. Um, so another thing happened in regards to Kobe. Vanessa Bryant spoke out for the first time since the tragedy happened a couple of days ago. She posted a family picture with a long, a long caption um, thanking the millions of people who've shown support and love during this horrific time. She's thanking the people for their prayers. Um, one thing that she posted in the caption that two people I spoke to who are like real fans of Kobe, this didn't stick out to me, but they were feeling a way that um, one of the things Vanessa posted is um, to honor our team Mamba family, the Mamba Sports Foundation has set up the Mamba on 3 fund to help support the other families affected by this tragedy. To donate, please go to MambaOn3.org. Now, these two people I spoke to were saying, like, um, like, basically saying, like, if Kobe was still alive, and these people who were probably considered like family to him were just uh, killed in a helicopter crash, they felt like Kobe would have probably just funded, like, the funeral or whatever, the funeral cost for them. And they were saying, like, their words, why is um, she asking for money from people to help them or whatever, to help support them? Like, she should just do the right thing. This is their words. And I was like, yikes, I didn't even think about it like like that. That thought didn't even cross my mind. Like, maybe Kobe would have paid for their funerals. But I'm thinking of it now. I think this is probably beyond paying for a funeral when she posts about helping the other families affected. This is probably for their lives. Like, this is probably beyond just funeral costs. Like, she didn't mention in a post, like, to help pay for their funeral costs. She posted to help support the other families affected. So it could be for anything. It could be college. It could be, like, because these people, these are... um, these people may have been the breadwinners of their families, like, and now they're gone, and so, and it's not uncommon for a celebrity to have a foundation that helps people in that sense, like, it's like, this, these are the channels you gotta go through, you're not gonna just, like, come out of your pocket for every little thing, that's the reason why you set up these charities and these organizations, and it's kind of like, how you funnel it through, whether it's a tax write-off or whatever, but it's how they, you know, handle their funds in that way. So I personally didn't see 
anything wrong with it. I don't know if any of you listening may have thought that or may have felt the same way the two people I spoke to felt about that, but that's my take on it. Um, at the end of the day, it's definitely a tough situation for, for everybody, everybody involved. So we'll see how this plays out. We're waiting to hear when they will hold like the memorial service, homegrown service for Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant. So stay tuned to Holly, at Hollywood and Friends on Instagram for more info on that. Let's move on though to Mace, Mason Betta, who called out Diddy for basically not practicing what he preached. So Diddy received this like icon award or something like that prior to the Grammys and he gave this long speech. I heard it was like 45 minutes to hour long that he was up on the stage talking and part of what he was saying is that he's like team artist and he wants um the artist to and I'm paraphrasing like to basically like be respected and get their fair share in the um within the industry. So Mace entered the chat and he posted a screenshot of a tweet that Meek Mill tweeted out that says What's up with all these different race men? Got all these young black kids in slave contracts in the music business. Come get with us. You need help fixing your situation. DC Times Rock Nation is literally stealing. Now we found something we can get rich off. And he, Meek Mill is calling out. There's a bunch of artists that's in these contracts where they're probably getting pennies for for things that they should be getting real money for. And they probably don't know better. A lot of these artists these days are like straight from SoundCloud and just happen to got like some traction and then the big label come in like, yo, come over here. We can help you push this yada, yada, yada. Sign this right here. And they signed there on some new edition shit, not really reading it. And now they're like stuck. So that's what Meek Mill is calling out. So Mace took that and he posted it and he wrote Diddy. I heard your Grammy speech about how you are now for the artists and about how the artists must take back control. So I will be the first to take that initiative. I'm going to skip through because he said a lot of shit. So he said, for example, you still got my publishing from 24 years ago in which you gave me 20000 which makes me never want to work with you as any artist wouldn't after you know someone is robbing you and tarnishing your name when you don't want to comply with his horrendous business model. And he said, however, people will always ask, what's up with Mace? So he would still be forced to perform, to not look crazy. He said, when I was getting peanuts, and the robbery would continue. He said, so many great moments in people's lives were, and music were lost, but again, I roll with you in the face of death without flinching, and you still wouldn't do it. He said, I never said anything because I wanted to wait until I was financially great so I can ensure that I was addressing this from a pure place and not out of spite. To add, to add insult, you keep screaming black excellence and love, and I know love isn't free. 
He went on to say, so I offered you $2 million in cash just a few days ago to sell me back my publishing. Um, I'm your biggest artist that's alive that always showed you respect for giving me an opportunity at 19 years old. Your response was, if I can match with what the European guy offered him, that would be the only way I can get it back. Or else I can wait until I'm 50 years old and it will revert back to me from when I was 19 years old. You bought it for about 20K and I offered you $2 million in cash. This is not black excellence at all. When our own race is enslaving us, if it's not about owning us, it can't be about owning us owning each other. No more hiding behind quote-unquote love. You changed. Give the artists back their money so they can take care of their families. Now, we've all heard, like, the stories and stuff about, you know, how Diddy and how his uh, how he works with his artists and stuff. We don't know officially. It's just what we heard. We We haven't worked with him to know, but... Sheesh, is it one of those where there's smoke, there's fire situations? And Diddy has yet to respond to Mace. Like, Mace called him out on a public platform. I don't know what what's going to happen after this. Like, if if what Mace is saying is true, I think he did the right thing by putting it on blast. A lot of times people don't respect things until they come from social media and being put on blast about it so I think it's possible that this is the right move maybe put a little apply a little pressure on Diddy publicly because you know once the people start talking once black Twitter start talking and I'm going to read some of the responses from Twitter in a second Uh, but first I think we have a caller on the line um, Cola Cola, what's up, what's up, what's your name and where you from? Hey, how you doing? Uh, this is Bobby, I'm calling from Los Angeles, California, how you doing? What's up, Bobby, I'm good, how are you? Hey, listen, I'm good, listen, I just found your program randomly on Blog Talk Radio, and I was just, I didn't, I'm not familiar with it, I was just wondering, do you take all topics, or is it only, like, certain topics? Nah, we generally talk about what's hot in the blogs, like, for the week, because we come on weekly, so, like, um... Whatever from like Monday through Sunday, whatever's like re- like the internet is like talking about, then that's what we generally talk about. Oh, okay. So not just any topic then. I mean, yeah and no. But um, what what was it you wanted to talk about? Something particular, or you just was yeah, wondering? No, no. About... no, there's something particular that I've noticed, but. Um, it's it's controversial, but it shouldn't be. Just so you know, it shouldn't be. It's common sense. But some people flip out, and they get really emotional, and I don't understand why. Um, what I wanted to talk to you about, you know, every time you turn on the news, like Bill Maher or like that John Oliver on HBO or all these guys, and they're always reporting something, and they always start calling everyone a pedophile. You know about that stuff? Um, Nah, nah. Elaborate, though. Okay. So, like, let's say, let's say they're saying, hey, um, They'll, they'll talk about Republicans or Democrats or whoever, and they'll say things like, hey, why can't two gay guys have sex? Why can't two transgenders have sex? You know, whatever their topic is, something mm-hmm. where they defend liberalism and they, and they, and they bash the other side. So uh, what I don't get is, for example, an 18-year-old gay guy can go with another 18-year-old gay guy, okay? And then an 18-year-old guy can't be with a girl who's 17. Does that make sense to you? 
<laughs> I mean, I understand, and that that I feel like from like eighteen and seventeen, that definitely isn't like pedophile territory. That's not for, to me anyway. That's like even though it's like legal and illegal technically on paper, but eighteen and seventeen, that wouldn't uh, make sense to me. Right, exactly, and that's that's the other thing you just mentioned it right there. So you know, um, people don't even seem to know the law. Like I'll turn the TV on, and they'll say. Uh, you know, there's another guy who got caught today. He's a sex offender, rapist, child abuser, pedophile. And then you read the story of what actually happened. There was no rape, no pedophilia, no offense, nothing. It was just two people who liked each other. Why are they doing that, and why does no one question the media for this? I mean, man, the media these days does a lot of things that are just, like, so left field, out of whack. I can't even I can't even call it. <laughs> Yeah, I can't tell. And then, have you have you ever put on like Fox News or MSNBC, and they'll always throw out the word pedophile, 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 pedophile. Everyone's a pedophile. I, I looked up the definition. Uh, you, you remember that movie, The Pelican Brief, with uh, Julia Roberts and Denzel Washington? Do you remember that movie? I'm familiar with the movie, but I can't say I know what uh, what happened in it. I'm not sure I've seen it, but uh, no problem, no problem. So basically, what happened was there, Julia Roberts, a girl, she was uh, just a regular person. And she found out some story, and she wrote to a college professor saying, why is no one questioning this? She found out some information. That's what I feel like I'm doing. I found out a topic that nobody has the guts to talk about. Everyone's scared to talk about. And every time you bring it up, they just call you names. Um, so, for example, they'll tell you everyone in America is supposed to be 18. I checked the laws. It's not 18 all over America. Why is everyone saying it's 18? Or another example I'll give you. Like I told you, they'll tell you gay marriage is okay and transgender is okay. So what's wrong with heterosexuals? I, I don't understand that. I'm, I'm not against gay marriage or transgenders. I'm just wondering why do they go against, go against straight people? Or another example I'll give you, Elvis Presley. You know Elvis Presley? Yeah. Yeah, they'll tell you Elvis Presley was the man, the king of rock. Did you know Elvis Presley had a wife when she was – he fell in love with her when she was 14? Or another example, Vince McMahon wrestling WWE. This guy fell in love with his future wife when she was 13, but nobody questions them. And then, of course, if there's black people, Michael Jackson, then they call him a pedophile. So black people are pedophiles, but white people are not pedophiles? I don't understand that. No, I feel you. I, I feel you. And it's, it's something that, that should be addressed and um, talked about more. I, I agree with you. We have definitely spoke about similar uh things on this show in the past um the double standards about a lot of these things and r kelly man they're they're calling r kelly a pedophile but then all these white people are not pedophiles i just i just for me like i've learned over the years man i've learned over the years people believe whatever they want to believe you can give them facts and evidence all day long and they ignore it and I'm, I'm like at a point now, man, I don't even try to convince anyone. I don't care what people believe. There's, there's probably people playing my phone call right now who think I'm a pedophile and a weirdo. They're probably thinking that. All I ask people is just be fair and be consistent. If you say this is illegal, then make it illegal all over America. If you say it's not illegal, then be like that all over America. Don't tell me this guy is okay and that guy is a pedophile and that guy goes to jail and that guy is weird. Don't, don't do that because that's just making things up. And I've tried, I've tried you know, bringing this up with people. You're one of the few who actually has the brain to like understand. Every time I bring this up with someone, they start asking me questions like I have problems. I just, have I said anything that's like strange or ridiculous, man? 
<laughs> no, no, you you bringing up um, valid points. With which, I, if I understand correctly, we're talking about like double the double standards and how the media address uh, various stories, depending who the perpetrator, or who the accusers accused is. Um, so. I agree with you, and I know that there are double standards in the media when it comes to these things. I, I wish yeah, I had yeah. more answers for you in terms of no, why no, okay. and why no one's questioning it more, but I, I understand. Do you, mind if I ask, um, do you mind if I ask what's your opinion on the whole uh, R. Kelly thing? Do you mind if I ask? Honestly, I, I just want to let the law do what they do. It's, it's, I, just like you, was, I've heard these things, and I can't say for sure like what's what's true, what's not true. I just want it to play out and be over with. I want if they're gonna put him in jail, go ahead and just do it. But all of this like dragging it out forever and ever and ever, mm-hmm. I don't understand. But if, if they yeah, put I want to let jail, the law do it. You wouldn't have a problem like putting a man in jail for you know being a guy. I would not have a problem with with it if what he's being accused of is true. But um, oh, wow. okay. we, we got time to uh, like move on with the different stories, but um, I do appreciate you calling in. I want to talk to like my coworkers and producers like this could be something we could dive into a little further, like on a future show. No, but sure, thank sure. you. Before though. you let me go, just, before, let me, just so you know, I actually have, I'm not sure what, <laughs> and maybe it was for the, um, I'm going to say we lost them. So let's uh, continue on with the show. Uh, so we were just talking about uh, Mace and him calling out Diddy. So like I said, Diddy has yet to respond to uh, Mace's claims so we'll see what happens with that and so stay tuned on that let's move on to uh, it's Black History Month like I mentioned at the beginning of the show and it's one of those like people have mixed feelings about it like it's definitely great that we have this time where we kind of reflect on the history of black people in this country Some people feel like it should be all year round um, We need a longer month Like Whitney said <laughs> uh, But It's definitely Something To take pride in And I encourage people If nothing else To use this month to learn More about Your history Like do your own research Like the world is at your fingertips Google is a click away. And speaking of Google, they did this dope ass commercial that basically went through showing the most searched people, uh, black entertainers. Um, I'm not sure for like if it was like for the past decade or if it was for like just from the beginning of Google. I'm not sure what time span they went on, but it was definitely a dope commercial how they put it together. And it just it was a, it was a good look. If you haven't seen it yet, just Google 
um, Google Black History Month commercial or search it on YouTube, it'll pop up. So um, some of the most searched people are black entertainers on Google. LeBron James is like one of the most searched ones. Beyonce is probably the second most. You have Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, Kevin Hart, Maya Angelou, Oprah Winfrey, Whitney Houston and her Star Spangled Banner, um, Morgan Freeman. As a narrator, people are searching that. Um, Frederick Douglass, John Legend, for being an EGOT, um, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony winner, uh, Dale Beckham. A lot of people are searching. Um, so these are the, like, black history makers. And that's what the ad Google did is all about. And I think it's dope. If you haven't seen it, like I said, you should definitely check it out. One other thing I want to mention about Black History Month, and I feel like it's something that doesn't get as much attention as it should get, and that is Juneteenth. June 19th, 1865, or Juneteenth is when we, as black people, it's basically like the end of slavery. Like, Officially, 3.9 over 3.9 million black free black slaves were um, were free, and people consider it our Independence Day as black people. Like we all, as a country, celebrate Fourth of July as Independence Day, and I want a lot more of us to recognize. Juneteenth and what it means for us as a people. So if you're unfamiliar, definitely look it up. Juneteenth or June 19th, and the year was 1865, which was the end of slavery. Um, it was around 1863 that Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, was the president at the time. He signed the Emancipation Proclamation, which was Supposed to be the free the freeing of um, slaves, but it had limitations. Um, one of the things was you had to join the army, and it was during because this was during the Civil War, so you had to join the army and fight for your country in order to I guess officially be considered free. It wasn't until two and a half years later. Um. And a month and a half after the Civil War ended, that it was became super clear. Um, it was a guy, I can't remember the guy's name, but he, um, in Texas, he made the announcement to the people in Texas that they were free, officially. So June 19th was when that went down. So that is our Independence Day. And I think a lot more people should learn more about it, celebrate it. So that's what I want to talk, wanted to talk about for Black History Month. Um, so yeah, uh, let's see if we got any responses for the question of the day before we get ready to get up out of here. 
Let's see. Uh, I have a response on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? Tatiana says, went outside without my inhaler. Scariest 20 minutes of my life. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, let's see if we have any others. Oh, before we get out of here, I wanted to read uh, some responses from Black Twitter regarding <laughs> Mace and his uh, condemning of Diddy for his treatment of uh, Black artists. Um, so one person, Naomi, says, I've always felt Diddy was genuine even after the Grammy speech. Mace just confirmed Or wasn't genuine I think she meant Even after the Grammy speech Mace just confirmed a lot of those feelings He preaches black excellence But look at where a lot of his former artists are now A lot of them could have and should have had more longevity And been more relevant today uh, Vandu says Mace ain't wrong here Diddy spoke truth at the awards show But it also opens the door for accountability Regarding his specific actions towards his own artists Hopefully Puff will make it right and they can move forward. I agree with that. Uh, Jennifer says, what May said about Diddy must be true. Name an artist that signed with him that's still making great money now and or not doing reality TV show to get a check. Uh, I'm going to read one more. Mace makes a valid point. And while I'm sure a lot of this is debatable, one thing that isn't is that Diddy trying to be some voice of change for the culture. But has... So many of his brothers and sisters in business. So I mean, yikes! I can't say I've I haven't worked with Diddy, so I can't say. But from the outside looking in, I can see why a lot of people could believe these things. So we'll see. Hopefully, Diddy does make it right and sell Mace back his uh publishing what he's asking for last call for alcohol 646-716-8544 press 1 if you happen to be on the line already in the meantime in between time facebook.com slash hollywood and friends radio at hollywood and friends on instagram and our email address is hollywood and friends at gmail.com be sure to follow me on social media at I am Hollywood, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Follow our producer Stacy at Hampton Blue Network, B L U on Blue. We gonna get ready to get about. Uh, so thanks, uh, thanks for tuning in. However you're tuning in, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, the TuneIn app. Blog Talk Radio. We're here every Sunday. We'll be back next week. It's Black History Month. So actually next week we'll give some more uh get some more facts and spotlight some more things for Black History Month. We'll do that for the whole month. Uh but that's it. I think that's what we got for y'all for today. Enjoy the rest of y'all Sunday. No cap, no NFL. And that's all I gotta say. We out. Deuces.
from the bottom, now we're here, girl. Oh, yeah. This is my butt right here. Hallelujah. 